Welcome back to another podcast, you guys. Today I'm back with Micah. Here I am, once again, not torn into pieces. That is a really good opening. <laughs> um, today we're going to be talking about Rick and Morty, Season 6, Episodes uh, 1 through 6, because that's how they came out, in two parts. I was trying to split up the season, but Adult Swim did it for me. Perfect. Yeah. On the same page. Yeah, thank you, Adult Swim. Um, we can just dive into the first episode. I think we're all familiar with this show <laughs> at this point. Um, episode one starts off just after season five with Rick and Morty stuck in space after evil Morty destroyed the Citadel. Their portal gun doesn't work anymore, which sucks. Right. It's like, <laughs> actually like most of the show. Yeah. Space Beth comes and saves them just like Captain Marvel did in Endgame. It was like an obvious endgame reference because okay. Rick said a couple things that like Tony Stark was saying when oh, he really? was stuck in space. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he's got the he's got the Iron Man suit. Okay. Yeah. Rick accidentally resets portal travelers instead of portal guns, which makes Rick, Morty, and Jerry go to their actual dimensions, since none of them are actually from their current universe. Rick goes back to the universe where he was before his wife and Beth died. Morty goes back to season one where he had his failed love potion destroy the world. That was hilarious to see again. I think um, I was watching a video on the story circle that they used to write this show. Mm -hmm. And I think that Dan Harmon said that that Cronenberg episode was one of his least favorites because it didn't really follow the, the story circle. Oh, really? So Jerry goes back to his universe, which is at the daycare, so that means they got swapped in that one Morty Night Run episode or something. Right, where they were, they actually uh, teased whether or not that was what happened, right? Where they hand the tickets back and forth? Mm-hmm. And it's funny because that was during the Blitz and Shits episode as well, and they also brought back... Roy oh, okay. in the same season. It's funny. Um, Summer and Beth venture off into space and pinpoint their universe for Rick to find it. But he has to pick up Morty and Jerry first. We meet Prime Rick in this episode. Rick 317. Without the C, basically. He's the most dangerous one yet, and he wants to rule over everyone. He's the one who probably invented portal travel and also killed our version of Rick's Beth and Diane. Um, he was probably trying to recruit like other Ricks on his side, and our Rick said no, and he killed Beth and Diane. Well, uh, oh, dang. So, when it comes to like Rick's all uh, like being Rick at the end of the day, right? Do you think that, like, Prime Rick had something similar happen to him? That he's like, this is what made me me, so I gotta make me again? Right, so he might have, like, a different origin story than our Rick. Oh my god. <laughs> There's so much lore in this. Um, Jerry's end credit scene where he finds a Prime Rick and tries to kill him, yelling fatality was hilarious. <laughs> I didn't expect to actually... Prime Rick to be in that vat right in front of him. No. Yeah, he that was kind of insane. 
he teased him even though he was actually there. I feel like I would have shot it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like the whole thing was just destroying the place. Like, why wouldn't you shoot the thing right in front of you? Yeah, Maybe because he why. knew. He knew it was him, and he knew that he needed Rick in order to be Rick. Maybe. It's all connected. Prime Rick seems like the new big bad after Evil Morty left this universe. Mr. Frundles is a horrifying triangle that Jerry sets off. It attaches itself to inanimate objects and personifies them. It spreads across the entire world, so they have to go to another universe and bury their dead bodies again. This is crazy, um, because what I'm saying about uh, like self-symmetry of mm-hmm. a human body is basically your foot would have like three points of interest, like your heel uh, and like the two frontal balances, and it's like oh, like the balls of your feet. So I'm like oh, you have. This Jerry, like, I feel like Jerry sometimes. I feel like he's just someone who's sort of able to survive by... He's actually sort of like an electron, just surviving at the minimal energy state, right? <laughs> and so, <laughs> as far as mooching or whatever, leeching. So, then when it's that, I'm like, how much of they're saying, like, you have an idea and you try to give the idea to the world, like, you have something that sort of has no... Uh, people aren't interacting with it, like, it's dead in the water. And then Jerry gives this thing life by, like, shining a light on it. And <laughs> they end up having to... Uh, it's <laughs> Right. <laughs> they end up having to leave and go to another... Like, for us, it would be another planet without, like, dimensional travel. For them, they just go to another... It's actually another planet, because it's that planet in a different place. Yeah, kind of, yeah. There's a theory that uh, Morty is Prime Rick's Morty. Like... I was wondering about this. I wonder what happened to his Morty. Did we, uh... I know that we saw Morty had the eye patch controlling the the scarred Rick the first time we saw him. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we got context for where evil Morty comes from, right? I don't think we did. Dang. Okay. This was another episode in episode two with Blitz and Chips and the game Roy. Morty gets stuck in the game as everyone... While the arcade is being hijacked by aliens. Uh, Rick goes into play as Roy. Oh, this reminds me of the uh, simulation episode. Yeah. That makes sense. There's a lot of diehard references. Almost too many at some points. <laughs> the Roy part of this episode was interesting, but I just thought hearing Morty's voice this much was almost unbearable. I couldn't take it. It was pretty comical, though. Uh, for me, it definitely reminded me, like, the plot of the episode. Um, keeping me like, oh, right, like, we're still in uh, in the simulation, basically. Like, the simulation episode stuff was just so over the top every time. It's like, there's no way this could be happening. And then, like, Morty's voice just kind of kept cluing me in, like, gotta remember. Like, uh... <laughs> it's just freaking Morty. Dang, yeah, it's not even real life. <laughs> That's all I have on episode two, though. <laughs> I think the the Roy episode was one of my favorites. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. When when Morty goes in, to, like in the first time they was that season three episode five when he goes into the game. Um. And like he zaps out and he's like, "Where have I been? What have I been doing?" Like, uh, just totally discombobulated. As far mm-hmm. as I was just saying, like staying in touch with the episode. But as far as uh, like going into a trance or like getting shook out of sleep, right? And, like, you really feel like you're in a totally different place. And, like, the shows sort of suck you into their world. I don't know. 
Metaphor. Whoa, that was nice. <laughs> Episode 3 starts with a callback to Rick becoming a turkey to get pardoned by the president. How does the president still fall for this? <laughs> This was a pretty strange episode. Beth and Space Beth start to gain feelings for each other, and it's really awkward to watch. Reminds me of Loki and Sylvie a little bit. Have you watched the Disney Plus series Loki yet? I have not. Loki kind of falls in love with the version of himself in the same kind of way. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's another version of the narcissist falls in love with themselves. <laughs> Dang. I never even thought about it like that. I just figured you would want someone around you that was like you because it would help you be more like you. I never thought about that being narcissistic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you mean, yeah? You're telling me I can't live that way? You're telling me I'm going to be socially uh, reprimanded for wanting to see more of myself out there? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> can't you just be like me? Then you wouldn't have that problem. <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> Rick and Morty play a lot of dumb video games, which was hilarious. Morty leaving a message for his son <laughs> was one of the games. I don't remember that. <laughs> Galaga, but in real space, so there's never any asteroids. Street Fighter, but you have to find each other first. <laughs> that was my favorite. Everyone slowly gets scarred by Beth and Space Beth and start using video games to escape from reality. Jerry almost leaves, but then there's interest in watching Beth and Space <laughs> Beth, and it makes it even more awkward. <laughs> uh, this show. Moving on to episode four. This was definitely a highlight. This is the Night Family episode. I thought it was hilarious. The family uses their night family to get things done in the middle of the night so they don't have to worry about them during the day. Uh, it's a lot of references to horror movies like Night of the Living Dead and specifically Jordan Peele's Us. Just with the duality of red oh, and yeah. Oh, I didn't Adeline. think of that. You're saying the colors of... Uh... Oh, no, sorry. The one character's name red, is Red. red. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I just meant, like, with the different I versions of themselves. So, okay, yeah. yeah. Rick and Morty have a podcast in this episode, which is hysterical to me. Night Jerry and Day Jerry become pen pals, and Night Jerry asks Day Jerry to tell everyone to rinse the dishes to make sure their nights are a little easier. That's <laughs> <laughs> some funniest stuff. The Night family destroy all their plates. So Rick goes into space and creates 110% unbreakable plates so they don't have to worry about it. Then they lose their furniture. Yes. The Knight family appear and wake up Rick to force scraps from a dish down his throat. <laughs> that was horrifying. <laughs> Rick creates a suit that keeps Summer awake to infiltrate them. And the Knight family treat the Day family as prisoners. And Night Jerry ends up saving the day. But I just love when they kept knocking each other out and waking each other during the big fight. Yeah. It was just so was creative. Funny. It actually reminds me of... Uh, I forget which Matrix it is, where they fight the, the, the albino twins. 
and I can't remember either, even though we reviewed the Matrix together. <laughs> uh, but like, it's the the agents and these two other spies like flashing in between, but like basically knocking people in and out of consciousness to take over their bodies and stuff. Like it, it reminded me of that. Uh, finally, episode six starts with the Jurassic Park arrival riff. With dinosaurs appearing as superior aliens from across the universe in pods, just like from the movie Arrival. In Arrival, they show up in pods, these like octopus-like creatures, and they can't understand what the aliens are trying to tell them. So they immediately think that they're threatening them, and like all, I don't know, America's like, we need to shoot them, <laughs> of course, and then, um... They have, like, a translator come in who's Amy Adams, and she figures out what they're trying to tell them. It's such a good movie. <laughs> okay. Um, Rick sees the news and the mystery. What? I'll give it a shot, like a good old uh, patriot. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Way to sum it up. <laughs> Rick sees the news and the mysterious rift is still not fixed in space that evil morning created although the dinosaurs do fix the sets at the end of the episode hilariously rick gets annoyed because he said he wanted to keep it he wanted it because it's canonical and they could have stretched it out for a couple episodes <laughs> the dinosaurs make life a lot better or i mean easier no war everything's good and clean and fine people don't have a purpose anymore though Everyone does what Jerry does now, and they ask him for advice on how to do nothing. <laughs> he has his own manuscript in the episode. Right. The dinosaurs even have portal travel. Morty calls the dinosaur who shows them this a clever girl. I died of that. <laughs> do you know what that is? No. One of the uh, hunters in Jurassic Park. When they're hunting a Velociraptor's towards the end. Just before he, uh, he's like, he's like, takes his hat off and mm -hmm. gets behind him or something. Clever girl. Right. <laughs> but Morty calls her a clever That's girl funny. as well. Rick reveals that the dinosaurs have gone extinct on most of the planets that they appear on. So people go against them immediately. They, uh, even use the craters for skating and swimming, you said. Oh, gotta cool off when you're that cool, you know? Yeah, I guess so. Rick finally fixes the portal gun at the end of the episode, which sets up more to come from the second part of the season. I'm excited to see uh, what they can actually do now that they can leave Earth, basically. <laughs> this is crazy. I might be going too far out here, but uh, one of my favorite episodes is season three, episode one, about Same. how they take the money and make it worthless and how that upends mm -hmm. everything change a one to a zero <laughs> and i'm like okay so we have jerry talking about how to do nothing right uh <laughs> how to amount to nothing and so that book that he writes ends up being published but it mm -hmm. goes out for free so like it makes nothing from like nothing from nothing right and i'm like oh okay so now we take like how the show is progressing. What if there's something about how Rick now gets his green back, right? His, he's able to liquefy his green, right? Um, and so Jerry, with his assets, or doing nothing, right? 
or the assets he doesn't have because the book was free. Now it's transitioning to Rick getting his portal gun back. And as far as like Rick and Jerry being sort of going foil, back into the room. <laughs> yeah, like foil pairs. And like it's sort of a statement on that going into their own. That's funny. Did you have anything else that you wanted to talk about on uh, the first six episodes, though? Do you think that Prime Rick is going to show up in the second half of the season? Eh, I don't think so. Yeah, me neither. Just because Justin Roiland loves to tease us. He'll show up next season, I'm sure. You think the president's going to come back? Maybe. Um... There were, like, theories that he wouldn't come back after he wasn't the president in the Roy simulation for some reason. Hmm. But he was there when he pardoned the turkey again, I think. Do you think that they'll sort of, like, shuffle in a new president, like, uh, in the next year or so? Or do you think it'll still be the same president? That'll probably be the same president. Rick and Morty will keep it a constant, because that's what every show does, and then they'll break the fourth wall and say, hey, haven't you been the president for such and such a time? Gotcha. <laughs> that sounds like them. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the show got renewed for 70 episodes Whoa. when season three came out. So we, got, we still got to know 30. Yeah. Or 40. Even better. Yeah, we're almost there. We'll have 10 seasons of this show at the very least, which is crazy. But I'm excited to see where it goes. Same. But thank you for coming on the podcast again. And be nice to each other out there.